Part of me that like that's easier like i'm totally cool with that i mean if it's something that you're comfortable with and it's, uh, totally. it's not going to be like an issue for you i mean totally like you know and, I mean, and kind of had like a little camping trip in hawaii sure you know? that's a nice way to look at it yeah but deep down inside i'm a trash person <laughs> i'm a trash person i saw this meme where it was like billy eilish's bad guy yeah yeah and then uh you know she does the song whatever and then it cuts to Danny DeVito from uh, It's Always Sunny. He's yes. like, I'm the trash man. <laughs> Duh. Doo -doo -doo -doo. And I was like, that's my anthem. I'm yeah. a fucking trash. I'm a street rat. Like, I feel like that. I still. A street rat. A street rat. Get out of here, street rat. It, it is what it is. But um, I was going to go the whole, my whole career, like never going to Florida. Because I'm afraid of Florida, man. Why? Is it all the weirdos Have you ever Googled Florida, man? Well, I've been to Orlando. It's. Have you ever bumped? Have you seen Florida, man? No. No, I actually really haven't had time to do a whole lot of exploring out there. Oh, if you just Google your birthday mm -hmm. and Florida man, you'll see what Florida man did that day. Ah, let me do it right now. What's your uh, what's your birthday? November twenty second. Okay. Eighty six. If there's something specific for that Florida exact man. year, it's the first thing that pops up. Florida man breaks into restaurant, strips naked, eats noodles, plays bongos. First thing that comes up. Sounds like a fun Friday night. Uh, let's let's Google my birthday in Florida, man. March twenty third. Coming up. Florida man. Florida man on bath salts, headbutts, car slaps, fire chief. You know, and it's just like I don't. I'm not about that. Like I don't want to meet him. <laughs> yeah. It's just I'm good, you know. But yeah. that's just been. But so I'll be going to that, and we'll see what's up. And how long are you there for? Uh, three days okay it should be okay yeah um so how you doing i'm doing good yeah yeah so what brings you to austin uh seeing family as usual um the cousin i saw you with a with a baby online yes Whose baby is that so that is my cousin derek's brand new son andy so Adorable. he was born what month are we in he was born january 30th so well, he's, he's brand like new just brand new oh yeah yeah so that was awesome because i mean derek is I believe seven or eight years younger than me so i remember like seeing him grow up and you know he's a young him. dad then mm -hmm. um a little bit yeah maybe maybe he's like six years younger than me but yeah so he got married i want to say about two or three years ago and then they brought the the kiddo on board and he's just oh my god he's so sweet the baby yes that's amazing yeah. so you got to see him yep got to see him for the first time and it's that's just crazy awesome. so technically he's my second cousin since oh, his okay. dad's my cousin, yeah. I think that's how that works. I know what you mean. I, I have second cousins. They're just cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Same last name? No. So he's uh, last name Adam. So that was my mom's oh. family name. Okay. It was Adam. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, from your mom's side? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So how long are you sticking around for? Uh, flight is tomorrow at 7.30 at night. Okay. So a weekend. So, yeah. And you got to squeeze yeah. this in. Yes. Awesome. I'm glad you were able yes. to do it. Um, you're getting some skydiving in? So we tried that yesterday. Winds did not cooperate and clouds did The weather, yeah. No, I feel yeah. like it wasn't a good time. No, you, you took it a, You took a gamble during 
February. Yeah. It's a bit of a gamble. Yeah. Like this shit doesn't clear up and get beautiful till April, May. Okay. Yeah. This is global warming because it never used to be like this. It used to be like California weather all the time. Yeah. And then a one week of, of cold during like Christmas time. The winter. The winter, unquote. which yeah. was like 60 degrees, which for us is freezing. Mm-hmm. We go out in jackets if it's 60 degrees. <laughs> right. For real, for no, real. As Arizona's do that. But now, like, I don't know what's too. going on where like winter like lasts longer. Like we're still kind of in the tail end of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a gamble, but the winds weren't in your favor. No, no. So we, we got there at around 11. Um, there wasn't really, I think there were like two fun jumpers. Um, but otherwise it was pretty, pretty dead. And so I think it was about two thirty that we all called it and we're like, let's go drink. <laughs> but Fuck then it. right when we got to the bar, winds calmed down, clouds opened up. And did you guys have time? Well, no, we had already been drinking at that point. So that's, of course. A, that's a big no, no. Of yeah, course. That's not a good, that's that. not a good yeah, idea. No. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a, I've had a few like, um, skydiving nightmares after i've jumped like have you had dreams where you're skydiving yet yes um i actually used to have a reoccurring dream when i was a kid Mm. it's really strange it it was and i have i don't remember the last time i had it but it was for years and years and years it was me just not necessarily recurring constantly um but it wasn't necessarily me skydiving but it was just me kind of like flying over what looks looked like texas to me it was like all the like the oak trees Uh and like just the real soft hills and everything and um but yeah i have had a couple dreams lately of like being in the door um which i'm i'm good in the door i'm fine it's it's getting me in the plane that's the hard part that's the hard part wow because you know there's no going back yeah because i mean once you're in the plane that's it like i remember on my very first jump it was like you know kick me on there <laughs> just yeah. get me on there and then once i was sitting there it was like okay well you can't do anything this this is happening you're gonna have to deal with it one yeah. way or another so let's just figure it out as it comes so i've had um two dreams one where i had a dream that um dakota was skydiving and his parachute didn't open mm-hmm. and he fell down and he didn't die because it's a stupid dream but right. um i was so terrified like i was so and i think he fell in the ocean or something and i was just like so scared and then i've had dreams where where i'm falling and my parachute doesn't open but i never hit the ground it's just that it's just that uh that pocket of fear of knowing this is it Mm -hmm. and in real life you'd probably fall in 50 seconds you know but um in the dream it's just like a never-ending free fall and it's it's terrifying and i wake up and i'm like i don't want to do that again yeah i did it once and i can say that it was completely Everybody should do it once. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like my my wife's probably a scaredy cat. She would never do it. Like if I surprised her on her birthday and was like, "Let's go," she'd be like, "I'm not." She wouldn't get out of the car. Yeah. You know, and I'd and I'd be the asshole, right? Um, but you have to want to. You can't force someone to go. Right. Like, I mean, this is this is a very unnatural thing to do. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong, but it is. I mean, it's completely life changing. I feel like. For sure. So walk me through the first time you did it. Why did you want to do it? Like, how did you get that idea? Um, I mean, I've always wanted to, to skydive. It was just, you know, kind of on my bucket list. I never actually even thought about learning how to do it solo. It was just one of those, like, you know, let's go do a tandem, cross it off a list. And then after I did it the first time, it was like, hmm, <laughs> that was pretty badass. That was pretty awesome. And then just seeing all the fun jumpers there and everything and, and everything that they can do up there. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're just 
they all just blow my mind. All those fun jumpers at Lone Star, they're all just they're psychos. Apps. They're they're amazing psychos. They're nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that's what they do for fun. Yeah, like every weekend, you know. I learned that what happens to me is I disassociate, and yeah. I and I can't I can't uh, become present, and I think I I think I black out or something like a lot actually. Really? Yeah, like if I'm driving and I'm not listening to something, if if it's if I'm a passenger or if I'm not, I'm always have noise around me. And mm-hmm. I'm that guy. Um, just the other day, I was flipping channels on the TV and I was like, I had to go leave to go cash a check or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm like, I have to put on the television so I can leave the house. Yeah. Even though so I know someone's probably going to turn it off. Yeah. But I'm there for like 20 minutes. Like I have to find the right thing. This sounds crazy <laughs> saying it out loud. <laughs> but I'm like, I have to have noise. I have to know that there's noise so I can leave. I can't get off the couch until I know there's noise. Okay. It's a very weird thing. But um, if I don't have that, like, I just, I'm very spacey. Like, I, I'm like, oh, fuck, what, what was I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, that happens a lot. So noise just kind of, like, grounds you. Noise, like. Then. Like, it actually keeps you from, like. Yeah, it keeps me from floating away. Yeah. And so I remember the first time I jumped, it, and I didn't have a choice. It was just, like, you're jumping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I remember um, they put the straps on me and i was like this is it everybody had a helmet i was like why don't i get a helmet yeah. <laughs> do i need a helmet to breathe like am i gonna die up there should i ask my mom always said the squeakiest wheel gets the grease so i'm like mm-hmm. i feel like i should ask and they're like you don't need one and i'm like oh i don't okay well you know and i didn't ask any questions i kept my mouth shut i was with joe mm-hmm. so i was with the safest guy yeah like if i was gonna die i was cool with it like i had made the peace like if i die with this guy it's mm-hmm. all good yeah like you know this guy had ten thousand jumps or something like it's all good, but um, it wasn't until like I got home that I was like, I had very sensible panic and fear. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Yes. But I don't know if I was, like if I were to go again, I'd be f- way more scared. Really? Oh, hell yeah. Well, now you know what to expect. Now I know like, I'd be like, mother of God, mother of God, yeah. mother of God. Like the whole time I would just be like, I, this is too real. It's like the gnarliest thing and I'll never forget it. And it, it's giving me, I don't want to say nightmares, but it's giving me gnarly dreams. But, uh, I, it's, I've noticed through, through like big seminal events in my life, I'll, I will black out. Like, um, not that high school graduation was all that, but like, I, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Supposedly I was there, Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> some movie premieres and stuff. I don't remember anything, you know, like I, I, I look back and I'm like, I, I don't know who was there. I wish I gave people hugs. Like I, I don't have a, I just black out for something. And I think it's like my mind's way of being like, we'll take it, we'll take over from here, but mm-hmm. just, you can go take a back seat, you know? Like, yeah. So how do you, how do you remain present and not lose your shit when you're, when you're jumping? See, see, that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So my very first jump, um, the day I got there, so we had done ground school the day before, but the winds were too high, so we didn't get to jump that day. So we came back on that. This is 2018, right? This No, this was September 2019, like mid-September. Oh, okay. When I came to do the AFF. Oh, okay. So the, first, oh, the very yeah, first yeah. tandem was that's right. December 18th in 2000. No, no, December 28th, 2018. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I met you. Yes. That was, I mean, I mean that day just in general was a little crazy but yeah. um i didn't have like the fear or anything that day it was when i started the aff that i just i had a really hard time with it like i remember waking up that morning and realizing 
what I'm about to do. And I woke up like two hours early. I could not go back to sleep. Immediately got sick, had to run to the bathroom. And I was just, it was like anxiety to the, to the absolute max. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got to the drop zone and I was very open with everybody. Like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time right now. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, yeah. I don't. And it's, and what's the vibe? Like, how do they, how do Oh, they they're that? amazing. I mean, yeah. they're, everybody wants you to jump. I mean, they want you to jump. They want you to be part of it and to experience that. But at the same time, everyone that I talked to was extremely understanding and, you know, shared their, their stories of, you know, when they were brand new and super nervous and not knowing, you know, what do I do if this happens? If this happens. Do you think that's skydive Lone Star or do you think that's part of like the, the culture? Cause there is something very holistic. Like they, they want your spirit to do it, man. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I mean, I think the skydiving community in general, I would say, is extremely supportive, extremely very much like that family vibe. But there's something very, very special about Lone Star. Mm. The people at Lone Star, there's I don't even I don't even know how to how to put it. I've I've been to a couple other drop zones and there's just there's a certain vibe there that it just and that's why I don't I have you know, I live in Phoenix and I don't I don't jump in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, and that's because it's just there's, like there's a place to do it there. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's Eloy. Um, Have you done it of Arizona? At in Arizona? Uh-huh. Wow. No. So you go all out of your way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's strictly and I, I mean skydiving Arizona is, I believe I I know it's I believe it's the biggest skydiving facility at least in the country possibly the world I might be wrong on that one. Oh my. Um, I think you're right. But I know for for a fact it's, it's the biggest one in the country. So I mean it's but when you have that many people you know, at one location, you know, they'll fly up with two planes at a time. They'll have 30, 40 people in the air at once. And it's like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. it's just a little intense. Their landing areas are super different and, you know, a lot more compact. You know, Lone Star, you have a lot of room for error, you know, when, when it True. comes to like landing. True. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you think it's kind of like, um, do you have any tattoos? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, when you get your first tattoo, it's a pretty intimate experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's in your bubble, right? And then maybe when you want your second one, you're like, I'm going to go to the same place because mm-hmm. I have a rapport there yep. if it went well, right? Do you yeah. think there's there's kind of that approach of like, in, in lulling, it's it's sort of safe, like a safe space? Yes. There's a yeah. part of that, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, th- I mean, when I went out there for the very first time in 2018, like I fell in love with everybody, but specifically when I went out there in September to start AFF, the fact that so many people at the drop zone came, took time out of their day, out yeah. of their time to jump, mm-hmm. to come sit down and talk to me and be like, hey, you know, tell me what's going on. Like, what are you feeling? You know, this is what happened to me. This is what yeah. helped me and, and all this. And so it was, so after that first jump, everything went fine on the first jump. Everything was great. Uh-huh. Like, perfect. And then... By yourself? So AFF. So I had two instructors. I had um, Launchpad and um, Logan. Mm-hmm. And so the the three of us jump out together. So one's hanging on to my right leg, and but you're still my, it's you're it's not tandem. No, no, yeah, no. I mean the landing and the canopy flying is on me at that point, and that's that's the thing that gets me is that I am fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fine. I mean they're holding your the hands door. in the air, but they're going to go their separate ways. Yeah, yeah. So what actually matters? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot can go wrong in free fall, but like what actually matters is you know getting back down to the ground safely, and that is 100 percent on you. Like, yeah, you've got a radio, but. But you got also you have to have orientation, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. just for the listeners out there, like you can't be on your back, no. or you can't, you know, you have to. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a method to the madness on, on just floating on your stomach, right? Mm-hmm. What's that called? That position? Belly fly. 
belly fly, mm-hmm. g- just getting there. Mm-hmm. You need to have core strength. You need to know the basics, the fundamentals. You can't just willy nilly. It's not, you can't figure it out yeah. when you're in the air, you yeah. know, when you're falling. Um, so you, you have a support system. That was your second jump. So the, the very you did first one tandem. AFF, no, I did. So actually, so I did the first tandem December 28th, 2018. And then I went to, then I came back here for work and ran out to Luling and did a second tandem. Um, and then mm-hmm. in March I went to San Francisco and decided to go try out that drop zone, mm-hmm. which was awesome. It was really cool. Um, but that I believe they only do tandems out there. They don't do any like fun jumpers or AFF or anything like that. Cause wow. the, the landing area is like super, super small over there. Yeah. Um, and wow. it's a pretty busy airport as well. Scary. Um, and then came back out in July, did another tandem and then started AFF in September. So, so I, I want to hear more about that. But what do you call the jump when you're with two other people? AFF, just AFF jump. Okay, I want to hear more about that because it's actually frightening to hear. Um, but you're, I think I've jumped with a few people that for the first time, and it's fifty fifty. Like some people would be like, "That was great, let's do it again." Mm-hmm. And then there's like, "Check, done with, done with that." I do feel like there's not really a whole lot of gray area. It's either no, it's, it's either you love white. it or nope. It's binary, and I was yeah. one of those like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did it. And don't get me wrong. I do think there's something to like doing it maybe once a year or something like that. Like mm-hmm. totally. Um, I have no fucking interest in, in doing it for sport or doing, doing it for fun and getting like a license. Mm-hmm. No interest, no interest. Like it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think you're fucking nuts. <laughs> You said that before. <laughs> yeah, and so you you did it the first time, and that day was a scary day. One could call it a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, you know, I don't want to, you know, I love him and he's great, but um, you know, he's like smarter than me, in better shape than me, wiser, has you know probably more responsibilities, and and for what for a variety of factors of which I don't know, um, uh, he jumped out and got hurt real bad mm-hmm. and that's scary like that was the first time where like it just wasn't fun you know like mm-hmm. it just didn't feel fun like it, it, it's kind of hard to to justify in a way but um it's one of those you get back on the horse i mean he's done it since he was jumping again i think like a month and a half later yeah that's true yeah and that was and he was one of the ones that came up to me during my aff and was like wow and like talking to me and everything and i'm like looking at him like dude if he can get back up there you know, yeah. I can get back up there. And then he oh, even yeah. said, he was like, you don't want to be a quitter. That's don't true. be a quitter. Yeah. I was like, oh, you have to hear that. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> but you like, have to shit. be nuts to, to, to want to go back on the bull again. You know, like for me, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's such a scary thing, you know, skydiving. Right. And so what is it about your personality that lends to that sort of adrenaline junkie side of you? Did you know that about yourself going in? Um, yeah, I've always, I've always liked, I guess, pushing the limits a little bit just to see, you know, how far can we go here? Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, not, not, I would say probably skydiving might be the craziest thing I've done, but, um, yeah, I mean, anything, anything new, I'm like, I'm, I'm open for, you know, adventures or anything new, anything that's going to kind of get me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Cause you know, I feel like you only really grow when you're uncomfortable. That's so true. So, so you're saying that, and 
And you mean that? Yes. There are people that sounds like a like an Instagram post. I know. It sounds a I little know. corny. Not when you said it, but you know, there's the people tag me and stuff all the time. This is something you would say, and I'm like, do I sound like that? <laughs> no, man. But you you do mean that, huh? I do. I do. I think. Um, I think you're getting a lot out of like the one ticket that you get on on this planet. I'm trying. You're getting a lot out of that. You know? Yeah. We're so lucky that we have a chance to to be humans. We could have been a cockroach. Right. I think about that all the time. Like, yeah. I could have been a tortoise, which mm-hmm. probably would have been cool, but bad example. Um, <laughs> but I'm a human, and we live in this time where you can fall out of an airplane. Like, that didn't exist 100 years ago. Yeah, an airplane's a toy now. Yeah. And you just get to go play. Yeah, that's insane. We're the only species on the planet that does that. For, right. For fun. Right. Yeah. So you have to be a certain type of personality type to, to want to do that, you know? Um, and so you really mean it that you just kind of like want to get out of your comfort zone in that way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I started the AFF and I realized honestly, like I, I had a super emotional experience with it. And it was about like 10 minutes after I got back down on the ground where it all of a sudden hit me of what I just did. And you got to go back up there and do it you know, however many more times to, to finish the AFF. And then my, um, my cousins actually started their AFF with me. They are oh. six jumps away from their A license now. And you? I've still only done the three AFFs. Okay. So, okay. yeah. <clears throat> How many is it? Um, 18, 20? Um, I believe it's 25 or 26 to get your A license. And that includes the, the seven AFF, wow. six or seven AFF. Wow. Yeah. Um, but my, my cousin Danny had been on the same load with me and he came down and this was both of our first, our first AFF jumps ever. Um, and he comes and we're, you know, just talking about everything that happened. And he was like, yeah, I had like, like four or five line twists. You know, this is his very first jump. Mm -mm. And that, when I heard that, that was like, nope, nope. This is really common though. It is, it, it, it is, it's, it is a little bit more common than, I like to think about, uh-huh. um, but it has it has a lot to do with your body position when you actually deploy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess there could be errors in packing, but most of the timeline twists are mm-hmm. are the jumpers' yeah. fault. So, so that scared the shit out of you. That scared the hell out of me. Yeah. So after that, and and, it, and immediately, and it was like this is something that I'd been wanting to do since December. Yeah. You know, thinking this is something that I really want to do, getting super excited about it. You know, I got my family involved now and and then now I'm having this reaction that I did not expect at all and I started crying and just was like you know just I was the one that wanted to do this and now I'm the one that's like being a total bitch about it you know and um yeah so I didn't jump at all for the rest of that day but I decided to come back the next day and um Joe was like just just show up we're not saying you're going to jump. Just show up. That's great. That's great advice. They know. Like, oh, yeah. 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 So, and Joe literally has done everything perfect to where I like, I need it. Like yeah. when he need to have a kick in the ass, he kicks me in the ass. I or love, when I need to have someone hold my hand, he's going to hold my hand. I love his you energy. Know? He's such a great guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's awesome. And he can just read it very well of what he needs to do to make things a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, less terrifying yes, so that's right <laughs> so i ended up getting there um the next day did a training tandem with joe just to kind of calm the nerves a little bit and then i did um two more afs that day so 
That was my last one. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's the last one you've done since? That's the last AFF jump I've done, yeah. September. Mm-hmm. I did do a tandem in November because mm-hmm. I was going to continue AFF in November. Mm-hmm. Um, but that day, the winds were going back and forth again and back and forth. They were going over 14, and then they died down to like 8, and then they jump up to 16, and the, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, this is too squirrely. I don't even want to mess with it. I'll just do, I'll just do a tandem. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, I, I mean... You're not. Try- it's, it's you're not frustrating to cool for me, though. Of anybody, though. Yeah, no. It's it's mostly just. I know that this is something that I want to do, but it's like there's, I'm standing in my own damn way, you know, of of just. But this I, fear I, that I. Have I think with it. I think um, I had somebody on the show who was um, um, I don't want to call her a doctor because she got mad when I said that, but like a counselor. Okay. And she was talking about like the shadow self. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Like our biggest enemy is basically ourselves. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you go out, you know, your shadow is going to be there. Right. And yep. so every time you're going to jump, you're going to confront that mm-hmm. your shadow, like every single time you're going to have to overcome that. That's the thing that I think the vets especially are addicted to yeah. is overcoming that adversity, that fear, that, that reality, mm-hmm. you know, of impossibility. And when you overcome that, I mean, doesn't it, don't you want a beer after that? Absolutely. Yes. And isn't and you have to remember like that's what you're that's what you're that that's why you make the trip and you and you fly a thou, you know on an airplane a thousand miles to come do that here in this safe space is to overcome that side of you because mm-hmm. you know that the that the reward it's just so sweet. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that for sure. Oh yeah. I mean I remember after the last AFF jump that I did like driving back from the, the drop zone it was just like you know, like just feeling just like we did it, you know, you, we could have completely just kicked it out, you know, been done with it the day before, Mm -hmm. but we tried it again. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. That's scary. I I can't do it. I'm not that guy. I just don't have that wiring, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I almost thought, um, when I first jumped out that like, it wasn't going to happen. Like I thought, almost thought it was like a joke in a way. And everybody's jumping and they're like, yeah, put your feet out and all mm-hmm. that thing. And I think we like did like some gainer thing or yep. whatever. And, uh, you know, it was surreal, but I also felt like it wasn't real. Like I mm-hmm. couldn't, I don't know how to, I don't know what's wrong with me in that way, but like, it's hard to, you know, when my, when my daughter was born and I saw that, that felt real for mm-hmm. some reason, like that felt very real. It didn't feel, I didn't disassociate from that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but skydiving, like maybe I should do it one more time just to. What is that? How does that? That shocks the system. It's kind of it does. It's got to do something to your physiology. I, I mean, I I think just with me, it's just more mental, one hundred percent. Everything's more just, mental, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, my yeah. son said the other day he was um. I was cooking something, and he was like, he's like, I could be a master chef. He's like, if I tried. And I was like, that's such a little kid thing to say. We've all said that, you know, like I could do this if I tried, I could be really great at this if I tried. And I was just like, but why don't people try? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's what now as an adult, when I hear that, I'm like, how about how come, how come you're not trying? Like that's the, anybody can learn anything, can do anything. You can train anybody to do anything, but how can you convince them or make them show up every day? That's the mental part of the game that is very hard to overcome. And like, we don't teach that in schools. Like that's, where are kids supposed to really develop that, you know? So I think you found something that that pushes you, and I think you can take that with you 
with your family, with your career, with your, the rest of your life, wherever you go. And so I, I encourage you to keep doing it for sure. I know I'm like a scaredy cat. I'm always going to be a scaredy cat in that way. Um, I feel the same way about people who get into mixed martial arts. I'm like, I don't want to get punched in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about people who scuba dive. I'm like, no, thank you. You know, but there are people that, you know, I, I, um, I'm almost envious of that, that can challenge themselves and, and put themselves in compromising positions to get out of it. Um, so how's that, how's that affected your life outside of skydiving? It, it's got to change your perspective. It does. It, it, I, it did 100% because I feel like that day, the very first AFF, I don't think I've ever been more afraid in my entire life ever walking hmm. to that plane, sitting on the plane and realizing that this is what I'm about to do. Um, and then after, kind of after that, I remember having a conversation with my family and everything, thinking like, well, hell, now that I did this, like anything else, if there's anything else that comes my way, I feel like I have the ability to, you know, take a step back and just kind of push forward, just keep... Just mow just keep, through it. Yeah. Just yeah. just go. Just go. <laughs> I think I, I put that in a bottle and sell it and I drink it every day. Like that's, that's what life is really about, like trying to cultivate more of those moments moments and feelings i'm trying to be better about that um so something i want to pick your brain about yes. is um you are you know here's the thing i, I don't know if you feel this way i'm I'm, a, I'm like a curmudgeon like unfortunately i'm trying to be better about that as well i'm a mm -hmm. work in progress but when people are really good at arts and they're really creative and they're really talented you're a very talented photographer. Thank you. Kind of makes me hate you a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm like, what does she got? What is she doing that I'm not doing? It just like, you know, I, I project insecurity. You know, it's like, wh what does she have that I don't have? You know, you're just, and, I, and you've been doing it forever. And, and you're like a real photographer, you know, and I don't want to speak for you. But, you know, you've done the classes and everything, you know, like you're, you're a real photographer. There's so many of us that like take photos on our iPhones mm -hmm. that are the reasons why you know, real photographers hate us, you know, and, and I'm one of those, like I'm a, I'm a fraud, like in that way. And so, um, it's not very often that I get to talk to photographers that I look up to. Like, how did you get into it? Oh, um, I mean, I feel like I've had a camera on my hand ever since I can remember. Um, really? yeah, I've same thing with my mom. She absolutely loved photography and I feel like I kind of picked that up from her. Wow. Um, and yeah, I just kind of, I got started in um, high school doing like the, the film development in the dark room and I absolutely fell in love. Old with, school. Oh yes, which I don't think, I don't think there's a whole lot of schools that do the dark room anymore. I think, you know, obviously everything's turned over to digital, which I understand, you know, that's where the industry is. But at the same time, I feel like for someone to be able to start with that base of, you know, the film and actually know how, you know, light and, and all this works from like the film aspect and then transitioning over to digital, it's going to make digital. First of all, you're going to appreciate it a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know, you just understand the kind of inner workings of the photography a little bit more. I feel and like. so how, how old are you during that time? Um, started that when I was 17. What year was this? That was senior year. Mm -hmm. So I did, um, cause photography class was like, that list everyone wanted to take photography so it was like i got pushed what, back pushed was it back. cool at that time oh yeah really yeah everyone was walking around with the you know minolta cameras with their you know mm -hmm. fancy straps and all this and taking yeah. random pictures of this you know yeah um yeah it's 
we did something with um have you have you heard of a pinhole camera? No. So it's you can make it out of like a shoebox. And I can't remember exactly how to do it, but you make it out of a shoebox, you make this tiny little hole. Oh right. And then you put the, the I just saw a TikTok paper. about this. Yeah, you put the paper on the other side of the box or inside the box and yeah. then like you uncover the the hole for however long, close it back up and then you develop the so it act, you're making like a negative. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so that's one of one of the things I learned in there, but that's so cool. Yeah. And you got bit by the bug. Did you think, well, I want to do this for a living? Um, I never actually really thought of it being something I would do for a living. It was just something that I absolutely loved and was constantly trying to learn as much as I possibly could, pick everyone's brains and um, just have as much experience with it as possible. And then um, there was a place in the mall called the Picture People um, where I got hired on, and that was my very first professional photography job. Oh, and I was, were you out of high school? Uh-huh. I was, I believe I was 18 or 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the mall. Mm-hmm. And what you do, 18. like portraits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> and this was before they turned digital. So this is film, and the camera that we used was on a tripod, and it had, it, it wasn't like the viewfinder where you're looking in it like this. Mm-hmm. You have to look down into the camera. Oh, I've seen those. Everything's reversed. Yeah. It's manual focus. Oh, now, yeah. photograph a two-year-old who doesn't want to sit still yeah. with manual focus and do it yeah. in, I think, I think the sessions were like 10 minutes long. It Hard. was boot camp. Oh, so you learned soft skills real fast. Yes. Yeah. Like making sure, you know, it's tack sharp and, you know, getting the expressions and the composition and, you know. And plus, once you take the photo, you can't see it. No. So you don't know if you got it. Nope. That's hard, You man. just got to keep, <laughs> just got to keep taking them. How long did you have that job? Um, I was there for By about the way, a year, year and a half. This sound fucking killing me right now. Oh, the truck? It has oh. to happen. Yeah. It has to happen when we're doing a <laughs> podcast. Um, but fuck it, I don't care. I, I, this has happened before and then I can't hear it. For oh, really? some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, it's so loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How long did you have that job? Uh, about a year, year and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Full-time? Part-time? Uh, full-time. And then from that is there... A camp. Yes. And then from there, went to another photography boot camp. Um, Life Touch is the school, the, the company that goes into the schools and does like the yearbook photos and the sports yeah. and proms and all that. And they also had a division for senior photography and families and weddings and everything. So I was with them uh, starting in 2006. 2006 wow dude you were already you've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah so but the, I mean the thing is that I feel like I really lucked out on was working for Life Touch and, and um, like the studio division in particular I learned lighting posing you know all the inner workings of the camera editing retouching all kinds of stuff and I was getting paid for it so it was like getting paid to go to school you know and that's I, the dream oh it was awesome. So were you considering, did, did you go to college? No. Me too. I did, I did not. You're in good company. Don't worry. I'm not judging you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to community college for a few semesters and then I was like, wait, this is an option. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to do this, but I lucked out. I don't have student loans or anything. Um, so I mean at, you know, 18, 19, um, I'm curious, like, how do you know at that age, like to take this seriously? I don't know. It was just kind of something that I just decided to run with and just see, you know, see what happens. And then it turned out that, you know, people actually. During the early 2000s, like it hasn't, you know, the Internet wasn't really at scale. Mm -hmm. We didn't have smartphones yet. So there was no Instagram. I think like MySpace was popping. Just getting started. I want to say it was like 2005, 2006. Yeah, MySpace. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's a blast from the past. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
but at the same time, it wasn't on our phones yet, nope. you know? So you had to go to a computer and it was kind of like nerdy if you were the person with the phone, I mean, with the, with the camera, right? Like I'm this person taking a camera. I don't know. I never really, I never really got that, like the nerdy vibe. <laughs> I got that. Uh-uh. I got, oh, it was a video yeah. camera for me. And so it's just like, I still get that to this day. Like, really? Like you're, you're glued to your camera and I'm like, this is how I feel real. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, I'll take a family, like for Thanksgiving, I took the big picture of like 18 people or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, get into the photo. And I'm like, I am the photo, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I am, I am, this is my fingerprints all over this thing, even though I'm not in it. Right, right. I like that. There's like an authorship to that, but that's just been my whole life. And so I can recall 2006, like it wasn't, was it sexy and cool during that time? I think so. I think I remember in high school, it was, it was kind of like the new, you know, like hip, not new, but like, you know, like the cool hip thing. Yeah. I mean, not, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's, there was, there was a smaller group of people who were super into it. Yeah. And it was an itch, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And how did you know, like, you know, was there, was, was there good money in it? Can I ask? Um, to begin with? No, uh, not at all. Um, but you know, slowly through the years that's improved, thankfully, but (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, your work is stunning. Thank you. And you make it look effortless and it's really upsetting. Um, but it makes (laughs) It makes it challenges me. Like I, I feel. I guess I kind of feel like uh, just to tie it back into skydiving. Like when you see people jump for fun and they do all these tricks and they're going through hoops and it's just like what? That's and you're. But you're like, I want that to be me. That's the way I feel with with your photography. I'm like, if I keep trying and getting better, like then maybe somebody will say that about my work. You know. I mean, I I think. I mean, are you wanting to do like more like, cause I feel like I'm more portraits. You're a mm-hmm. little, it's like our styles are just a little bit different. I definitely don't know? have a style. Like you've, you have a style and there's so much of your, of the boudoir stuff that you mm-hmm. do that I've never even seen. So I, I don't know. But, um, but like your wedding stuff, I'm just like, God damn it. Like sometimes I'm like wedding photographers are overpriced. And then I see that work and I'm like, Oh no, that makes sense. Like if you want good <laughs> shit, you got to pay for it. Um, um, you know, here, for me personally, like I don't see myself as a photographer. Like I, I like my whole career has just been like this weird failing up thing. Like I, I'm supposed to be this writer director guy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be. That's what I am. But you know, no one's gonna film it for me, mm-hmm. so I have to film it. No one's gonna edit it for me, so I have to do it. No one's gonna take the photo, so I have to do it. So it's just been like a lot of you want it done right, I'll do it myself type thing. But that doesn't imply that I'm good at it or that I'm cut out for it, you know? Um, but I've just learned to do it. Like at my job, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this, but um, no one ever asked me like, hey, what, what, what are your skills? Like, what are you good at? No mm-hmm. one ever asked me that. They just assumed that I do do everything. And so I've, I've had to do everything. You just kind of learn as you go, if, yeah. if needed. Yeah, they're like, hey, we need you to take photos of the vice president's wife. Okay. Yeah, cool. There's going to be a photo line and you only have one shot to, to nail it. Like, you know, and I'm just like, don't let them see you sweat, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, eat papitas, easy, you mm-hmm. know, and then, and then you do it. But, um, you know, I'm like a YouTube university guy. Like, you know, let me just YouTube it and see, yeah. see how to do it, you know, but I, I, I look at you and I'm like, it would have never occurred to me to, at 18 to, to learn photography in the traditional sense. Like, you know, and I, and I came from like a, this is, this is an excuse, but it's valid. Like I came from a, a very poor place that like didn't have that, 
That wasn't even an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was 19, I was still calling the movie theater to see the times the movie right. was going to show. Yeah. You know, like at 7:30, this and that and like I was looking at the newspaper in yeah. 2006. <laughs> you know, so like it it would have never occurred to me to be like, let me go to a school to learn this stuff. Mhm. Because, like, the culture was just, like, you're going to take photos for a living? You're not going to make money with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that that would... it would I would have got negged. You know? Like, I did for, for filmmaking. It was just, like, do you know how hard it is to make it? You're not going to yeah. be able to make it, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, fortunately, because the internet, I was able to make a living or whatever. But it took... I mean, I did 10 years of free work. Right. You know? Um, I, uh, I was able to... I met this photographer um, in December of last year. And I saw his work on Facebook and I was like, how the fuck did he do that? And messaged him and I was like, dude, this is amazing. How'd you do that? Um, and he was like, oh, I just did this with the Lightroom. And I was like, oh, shit, that's so cool. And he was from Austin. And I was like, hey, man, I'd love to just film you and, 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 and record what you do. And so I made a little movie about him and I got to see him work. And I uh, was learning, like, this is how I learn. Like, I have to study somebody follow them and film them in a way okay and that's how i get like the behind the scenes and i'm like oh that's how people do it that's how i learned how to make a movie was i was filming behind the scenes of movies and i think about this and um he had such a great setup and all he had was a flash and a backdrop Mm -hmm. you know that's all he had and you're like wow like they do so much with just that you know and he he direct the the model and i was like how do you how does a model come to your house like not in a creepy way but like how does that even happen Mm -hmm. well they reach out to you or you know, you reach out to them and, you know, you have a concept and he's kind of like, there's like this quid pro quo sort of like you come, you get a photo and I get what I want and you get what you want. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, so she doesn't pay you to do this. He's like, no, it's just kind of like a, it's like doing a podcast, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I mean, I just learned that two months ago, you know, like, I don't know how the photography business works. Um, and there's something kind of like, like magicians that they kind of keep the secrets Mm -hmm. i feel like they don't want to just give show people how they do the tricks yeah yeah i feel like i've run into that a few times um which i feel like is so super unfortunate because even if five people are trained the exact same way and know how to do lighting and composition and posing and all this stuff each person is gonna end up photographing a completely different image you know, everyone's imagination is completely different. Mm -hmm. So you, even with the same model, the same background, Mm -hmm. the same lighting, like it's going to be different, you know, slightly, you know, between each person. And I feel like when I was learning photography at, um, at Life Touch, we had probably 14 or 15 photographers on staff. And a lot of these guys were super, I mean, veterans. They've been doing this for years and years and years. Yeah. And so I immediately just latched on to all of them and it was just picking their brains and just trying to squeeze as much information out of them as I possibly could to try and, you know, figure out, yeah, how did you do that? And, um, we would have these training sessions, which I miss so much. I wish that we could just get the whole group together again or just new people or whatever, but we would have, we would all be in the studio and the studio was, I don't know, I maybe like a small house size so i mean it's decent yeah and so all of us would be in there we'd all have you know it'd be like three people to a model we'd all come up with different concepts and then we all look through the work kind of like a workshop right exactly and then we'd all you know i'd see one image and be like that's really cool but i think i'm gonna tweak it this way you know and do something just a little bit different kind of almost like adding on like like um like adding in an accent light or changing the composition or just making something 
more dramatic or, mm. or something, just seeing something different. Mm. Um, and I feel like that was how I learned photography just in general with the settings and the lighting and the posing and stuff was just getting in there and just picking everyone's brains and just kind of getting your hands dirty with it and getting your hands dirty. Yeah. So much of it is just trial and error and experience exactly. and, and actually being in it. You can't just stay in your head. Yeah, no. And I mean, and I'm honestly super, super thankful that I got that opportunity to work with that company because I learned everything that I know you know, from all the photographers that I got to work with there instead of sitting in a classroom. I mean, no offense to, you know, people who take classes or anything like yeah. that. Like, um, I just know that for me myself, I feel like I learned so much easier and it sticks so much more when I'm actually doing it instead of someone, you know, reading out of a book. Or what something are some like of your, your favorite takeaways from, from that, that time that you still apply to your work today from, you know, like maybe tips and tricks. Even if it's just like how you talk to someone that you're photographing or mm -hmm. like you said, like these, these different lights that change the mood of a photo. Like, I, I don't know, like what is something that, that you learn from there that, that sticks with you today? For like photography stuff and mm -hmm. like specifically, yeah. um, I would say something that, I mean, that's something that I use probably every single time I photograph is something called flow posing. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a way to get a lot more variety and more images without really moving the subject a whole lot. So a lot of the, the changes that are being made in the photos are actually done on your part, not necessarily the model's part. So if like, say it's, it's great for, if you have like a super quick session, then you got to get a bunch of images super quick and you don't want all of them looking, you know, the exact same or taking, you know, five or six of the exact same image. So say, you know, you're photographing me, you'll take like a full length this way. And then maybe change your angle over this way, getting, you know, the, cause you know, the, changing the, the head position and mm -hmm. all this changes the lighting. And, um, so you can do, you know, full length, close up, three quarter vertical, horizontal out of really just that one model staying kind of in the same position. You can tweak them a little bit, you know, like I said, like changing the head direction and stuff. Is, do you feel like that's more economic in a way? Yeah. I think, um, especially with what I'm doing with the boudoir, the, the boudoir photography, we have 60 minutes to photograph, but they change three times. So, so sometimes, you know, they can take a long time in the bathroom. And does that to get changed. count as far as the 60 minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, so the, three wardrobe changes in mm -hmm. 60 That would take me all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's it's, makeup involved, right? Uh, they come fully hair and makeup ready. Okay. Yeah. So they, they got to be ready to go once they get in. Okay, so it's just outfits. Minutes. Yeah, it's just outfits. So I mean, it's just sometimes, you know, the outfits are a little complicated. I bet. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I find that the flow posing is something that I use on probably every single session just to make sure that there's, you know, variety and, and everything. And, you mm. know, the, the model isn't constantly having to change every single time that, you know, you're, yeah, you're taking that's pictures. That's a lot so. of work for people who aren't even models, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the ratio between models that you film and then people who, who you have to direct that aren't models? Honestly, I'd say, I'd say I probably work with maybe like 10% models, probably less than that. I would say the majority of the people I photograph are just everyday, everyday people who, which, and I actually, I mean, it's awesome working with a model because they just make it super easy. You know, you just, you just stand there and snap the camera pretty much, mm -hmm. which is great. But at the same time, I love it when like specifically for like the boudoir sessions, if a girl comes in, say, you know, she's super self-conscious about her body or her weight or whatever it might be, she really wants to have these photos taken, but she might not want to go through 
like the actual experience of it. She just, but she wants to have the photos. Um, and so for, for me, when like, when they come in super nervous or, or you can tell that they're just not feeling super comfortable, I'll show them, you know, an image on the back of the camera nine times out of 10, they'll give me this look like <laughs> that's me. Wow. And that right there, that's a good feeling. Right? That's my favorite. That's yeah. my absolute favorite for someone to look at a photo of themselves and see the beauty that, you know, yeah. that I'm able to see and that everyone else is able to see, but maybe right. they, you know, haven't been able to see that for whatever reason. That, you nailed it. That's what it is. I, that's, that's my absolute, I think that might actually be, and not just boudoir, but everything in general with weddings, families, portraits, everything. I yeah. feel like to have someone be like, wow, like I look really good. Or, you know, like I, you know, that image like really makes me see myself, you know, that's, right. that's kind of why I'm in this. That's a beautiful feeling. Yeah, I agree. For me, the equivalent is like filming something and then you go back and you watch it and you, you watch it with the boys and everybody laughs or like, it was like, oh, that was cool. And like that playback feeling mm -hmm. of just like, yeah, we have that forever. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is, it's, it's a good feeling for sure. Like that's is. what it is. You know, that's why you put up with all the bullshit. What, what's some of the, uh, the challenging parts of, of being a business owner, like a, um, someone who's trying to get their photography business out and trying to be busy. Like what's the ch most challenging part about them? I would say it's something that you kind of said earlier. There are a lot of people out there <clears throat> not talking about you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking about you. I'm, I'm not taking your you business. I can't do what you do. Yeah. I wouldn't, <laughs> uh, I can't do what you do. So I wouldn't even, we're in different spaces for sure. I mean, I think there's just, there's a lot of people out there that, that think they're photographers that, you know, they, they done it for a hobby or they dilute or, the market. Cause they're like, I'll yes. do this for $10 yep. or whatever. Yep. And they don't understand that. Yeah. You feel like you're helping that client out, but at the same time, you're actually, you're honestly like really hurting the industry by doing that. Because mm -hmm. if you know, you, someone comes to me and says, you know, we want you to photograph our wedding. You know, what are your, what are your rates? I give them my rates. And then they come over here to Sally and she says, well, I'll do the same thing. Um, but you know, half the price or a third of the price or something, it kind of depends on the client. You know, some of them do go that route, but others, you know, do understand photography is an investment. It's especially for weddings, but just in general, photography is an investment. It's something that, I mean, you're going to have the photos forever. It's, it's not something like a, a cake that's right. you know going to be gone that night or a dress that you're never going to wear again. It's something that you're going to be looking at for years and years and sharing with, you know, friends and family forever. So it's if you want to have those photos to be proud of, you know, it's yeah. probably a good idea to just make that the investment a little bit. Yeah. You get what you, you know. pay for. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. And I do feel like there are a lot of photographers out there that just that the light and airy look is very popular right now. It's where it's like not off camera lighting. Like a lot of, a lot of photographers nowadays don't know how to use lighting mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the light and airy look, but I definitely, I'm very thankful that I have the option of being able to add in lights and kind of, you know, just make different looks and different textures. And, you know, it's, I feel like I have, I feel like I have a few more tricks in the bag than some other people out I there. I think you so. do. I think you do for sure. How's, how's business over there in um, Arizona? Actually, it's, it's getting pretty good. That's good. Yeah. 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 So there's um, a wedding venue that I'm going to be talking to soon um, about, um, working with, with their clients. So anytime that they would have someone that wants to have a wedding at that specific venue, I would be on a list, a vendor's list ultimately to, I'd be one of the options for them to choose from. Um, that's awesome. Yes. And so I actually, I'm already on one, on one of the vendor lists up in, um, Sedona at Agave of Sedona. 
Where's Sedona, Arizona? Yes, so it's... I'm an idiot. No, no, it's super small. Okay. Not a lot of people know about it. It sounds familiar, though. Um, it's, it's super popular for the, the red rocks that they have up there. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful. It's oh, probably yeah. about a two-hour drive from Phoenix. Okay. Um, and usually about 20 degrees cooler. Why wouldn't you want to get married there? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Where's the Grand yeah. Canyon? That is super north, so I want to say that's like four or five hours away from Phoenix. Have you been? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually photographed. So I photographed a wedding in Sedona, um, and then the next day, me, the bride and groom, went up to the Grand Canyon and did photos in her dress and his tux at the Grand Canyon as well. That's sick. That was awesome. That was so much fun. I bet that's not. I bet that's not um, overrated. The Grand Canyon. Not at all. I want to go. And they were fantastic. Like I. I oh, look, can uh, you have copies? I'd love to. Uh, you can show me later. Once oh. I get my phone back. Oh. Yeah. Dang it. I'd love to see those. <laughs> um, so the only downside with that is that we had to photograph like at, I think we got out there at probably like 11 a.m. So the sun wasn't in like the best position because mm. usually I have like. Natural light? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I did some off-camera lighting, but most of it was, was natural at that point. Um, mm. But we, there was this, they, they were just awesome. Like they were down for whatever. And I was like. There's this little kind of cliff right there. That'd be really awesome if you guys. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, if you guys don't want to do it, I totally understand. And they're like, oh no, let's go. You know, and they were so game. oh yeah, completely. And so it turns out like the photo, ugh, it looks like they're just kind of floating, like the whole Grand yeah. Canyon oh, in front of it. Yeah. It's, so do you ever get asked like to do video? I do, and that's actually something. Sorry, I'm seeing I'm, a bug. I know. I oh, just saw it too. Okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't Seriously. like some Jumanji-looking yeah. mosquito thing. <laughs> it's all, it looks harmless. Um, so I'm wanting to do video. I'm wanting. Do you get asked to like? Do people yes. assume that you do that as well? Yes, and I feel like I feel like it's something I need to add to the bag of tricks because I feel like at this point, being able to have both of those options, I mean, it won't hurt. You know, Absolutely and I've not. done, I mean, I've done video in the past. I worked for a production company for a little while. So I have a little bit of experience. It's been probably about a year and a half. Um, so, I mean, the only thing that makes me, I've never edited video. I've never, you know, like synced the audio or anything like that with. Don't like, be overwhelmed. It's the, it's the easiest, nothing, easiest thing ever. Really? Fuck yeah. If you can take photos, you can do that's. I just feel like there's so much more that goes into video. You have to worry about the audio. You have to worry about like the syncing up. You have to, you know, the best and- part about video is, is, um, it's just like being, it's just knowing that you can manipulate the artifice, like, um, knowing that outside of dialogue, like, yo, you can just add sound, you know, you can yeah. just add that, you know, like a little chirping. If you're out doing an outside thing or, or whatever, like you can just, you can, you have to, it's, it's make-believe, you know, you know what I mean? So, um, I think I just have to play with it. Minus the dialogue. Yeah. You want to get good sound for people's voices. You want to make sure they're mm. labbed or whatever, you know, um, if you're filming a wedding, um, every wedding is different from what I understand. I mm-hmm. talked to some wedding videographers and so you want to, you want to lab the groom cause the bride, you can't get in there. Yep. And some ministers are like, get the F away from me. Like, don't bring that camera here. And so, you know, there's a lot of that, like, um, but as far as the technical side, like the editing, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's easy, like, to be honest. Um, yeah, it, it's a very teachable skill for sure. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be fine. That's easy. Because, <laughs> like, here's the thing. You know what aesthetically looks right. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> you have an iPhone? 
Mm-mm. Android. Okay. Uh, well, iPhone has this option where when you take a photo, it's this thing called a live photo. So it's kind of like a GIF, like a boomerang. Type oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It's built in. And so video is kind of just like if you're going to do a wedding video, let's just say it's just a moving image. That's just all. That's what you're doing. You know, yeah. I've edited some. I, I prefer to edit what I've filmed versus editing someone else's stuff. But mm-hmm. I've edited some weddings. And th- if the camera person knows what they're doing, it's easy. It's easy. The, so that's what I mean. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing necessarily. But you know what? Just cut <clears throat> out all the bad shit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all you have to do. You know how? If you're taking photos, you you're probably taking uh, 200 photos, but like, but 40 are dope. Like yeah. it's just that. No one ever sees the bad ones. Where like the bride's like, no, no one yeah. ever sees that. Okay. Yeah, I guess. And that's if they true. saw that, people would be like, Jen, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. You just cut out all the bad stuff. I think that's all you have to do. It's gonna be easy. Okay. But learn it and uh, invest in and get get a client to pay for it or something like invest in a video camera. Like okay. I wouldn't use your Canon 5D unless like you had to like, practice with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But get a video camera. So like what what like what kind of video camera? I um, know you were talking about red, but I know. Oh, that's... I mean, rent a red. If, if someone yeah. if someone's going to pay for it, rent it and, and, and pay someone to operate it. You shouldn't be operating it, you know, in my opinion. But um. Canon has this line called the like the C two hundreds, C three hundreds, C one hundreds. Since you're already familiar with the Canon system, I'd go with that. You know, they they film four K sixty frames a second, and they're they're beautiful images, and they're flat. So I think they film in RAW. So these cameras don't do that. They don't they don't film in RAW. So if you have video RAW, you can manipulate the white balance, the ISO, and so on. So okay. you have more latitude in the editing of making an image really pop. And so um, I think what the hardest thing, the biggest learning curve for you will be uh, co- color correction and color color balance, color mm-hmm. grading. You know, like once, but there, but that even then, even then, that's easy now than ever. You know, it used to be, you know, you take that to a whole nother system, and they do it now. Editing systems all have it, and you know, I have like, I give away free LUTs, you know, which is which is like Lightroom presets, but for video, like I give those away, and so I can hook you up with some of the best ones and just put it on your image and pow you know it's yeah. a great it's a great place to start it makes the image pop and it's not too hard to blow people's minds provided that you have a basic fundamental understanding on composition right like mm-hmm. once you know what makes a good image then the video part is just like making it floaty making it pan make a little zoom out like yeah. it's, and then just put you know cutting the images together in a way that tells a story but you know those are instincts that you can develop. Like you already do that. Like if if you did not have that background, we would have to go from the basics and talk about aperture, right? Right, and right, all right. That. Yeah. So you're gonna fucking kill that. Um, let me ask and put you on the spot. You're still gonna come to Austin? Still thinking. I mean, so there was the whole um, little bit of a, I don't know. I guess kind of a scare um, when I did the the gene testing. Right. Um, but you're okay. Everything came back normal. Yes, or, or negative, um, yes. thankfully. So that's, that's very good. Um, I do have another appointment with with that doctor on the tenth, um, just to kind of discuss, you know, what the options are moving forward. What just do you mean? There, so there are. I do have tumors. Um, what? In both. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Um, I had the. I got the first one when I was twenty two, so I had my first mammogram when I was like twenty two years old. So they've been just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're, they're not, so I, I had benign. a, they're benign. Um, so I believe it's called, I might be saying this wrong. I believe it's called fibrosis. So just the, the tissue in there is just very dense, very just 
fibrous. Did you in pain? No, no, it doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't hurt at all. Mm. Um, so I had an ultrasound done back in 2018, and then I just had one done um, like maybe a week, two weeks ago, something like that. And they were like, there's been no change since 2018. So it, I mean, having those make me nervous. Um, I know those don't necessarily turn into cancer, but I just want to talk to her and see exactly what the options are. Because if that did, if, if I did come back positive for one of those genes, I would have done the, the prophylactic, um, mastectomy just to knock it, knock it out. Mm -hmm. So is that still an option for you? I don't know. See, that's something that I want to talk to her about. I don't know if, if it's at this point, if it's worth it, you know, because I mean, a surgery like that is you know, life changing. It's yeah. traumatic and you know, there's going to be a lot of recovery time and all that. So I'm not sure if it's, if it's totally worth it. Yeah. Put, um, you know, moving during that time would, should be like at the bottom of your priorities. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. So like when all this came up, it's like, well, oh, you know, cause yeah. I've got the doctor out in Phoenix and everything. So, of course. um, I'll, it's kind of up in the your, air right now. Your, your one buddy would say it, selfishly i want you to move because mm -hmm. i need friends <laughs> selfishly like sensei you know and we talked about this off mic you know in the past like i'll teach you whatever you need to know in video i'll help you with that and then like sensei help me mm -hmm. in photos and i'm so selfishly it's like cool like i have a buddy you know but also i'd say don't i'd say don't for that reason first and foremost but also i have like a few photographer friends who who don't even work in austin like they, mm -hmm. they'll go to new york and then get their nut and so they can eat for a month and like that they just travel you know and so i feel like most people do travel and austin's more of a real estate commercial film production scene and i don't know if there's money in in um in photos especially with what you do like your specialty mm -hmm. i don't know if there's money like coming out the wazoo there there are um videographers videographer wedding videographers who are make making sick money ridiculous amounts yeah, yeah like it's dumb yeah. um and so there's that of course but even then they travel and they do one in wherever mexico or something and mm -hmm. so you're still traveling there but um um so there's that if, if if you know and that's a business decision as well but then but then you're right next to lulling you know so there's that too yeah yeah you have and a lot i've got of my reasons. family out here you, you have know. a lot of good reasons to to do it but um health and wellness comes first man yeah. Yeah. So I just got to, I'll, I'll probably know for sure by, by the end of this month, what's going to be going on by the end of March. So, yeah. Well, let me yeah. know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And, uh, thank goodness, you know, those tests came back negative. Fuck man. 2020 has just been a son of a bitch. Like <sighs> it's just been nuts, you know? So it's been nonstop. Yeah. So that was like a, that was like a, the, one of the good things mm -hmm. that came out of this year so far. Um, one of the last things I want to talk about, because you're this inspiring figure and someone who really committed to a lifestyle change. I guess you got to a point where you're like, you were committed about fitness. Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? I, I'm not in the gym as much as I should, so I don't know if I should but say I think fitness. everybody feels that way. Yeah. Maybe except Brad Pitt, but everybody else feels yeah, that way. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. The cast for Magic Mike, notwithstanding, most people feel like they're not in the gym enough, right? Mm -hmm. um, so don't be too hard on yourself, but and you've come a long way, no? Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, it was actually when I went for the very first tandem um, in 2018 when they were like, all right, you got to hop on the scale, you know, so they know, you know, what canopy size to use. And I remember got on the scale and I was like, 
Well, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. So I was 180 back in 2018. And then it was late 2018. Late 2018. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, which was the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm 5'7. So it's not, you know, not the best weight to be at at may that I, point. May but I ask, how did you find yourself at that weight with, with now that you're become more self aware and all that? Um, Honestly, I was just eating like a monster. <laughs> like I For feel real? like it. Yeah. Um, what were some of your go-tos? I love Sonic. <laughs> oh my god, the mozzarella, mozzarella sticks. sticks. Fuck yes. them, dude. You those don't are, like those? No, I mean get them away from oh, me. Oh yeah, it's a problem. Plus, they make me break out real bad. Oh, they're very greasy. Yeah, but that's the good part. I know. That's so good. So good. Um, mm. So I decided. So you're a Sonic fiend. Yeah, Sonic. Um, I mean, yeah, just how, Sonic how, Taco Bell. How were you with like portions? Are um, you an overeater? Yeah, it'd be one of those like really? just yeah, it'd be one of those like just sitting watching a movie or watching TV and just realizing like oh shit the bag's gone you know <laughs> yeah so and I just I just feel like I had gotten to a point where I was just I was just being lazy I just I almost kind of I feel like I kind of just let myself go I wasn't really paying attention I didn't really care. Were you, much. were you like busy working and stuff too? Yeah, I was busy working and, and, um, actually, yeah, I would say probably 2018 was, this, you know, pretty, pretty busy year. So, I mean, I had, so it weren't like, you, it, it other... wasn't like you were in a basement playing World of Warcraft. No, 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 no. I mean, I was traveling all over the place and right. it was just, yeah. And I was, yeah. And did you have one moment where you're, well, I mean, maybe it was the, the, being on the scale, but did you have one moment where you're like, I gotta, I gotta change this shit. Yeah, I was, well, so I was a competitive dancer for 12 years. So I it was like, just, really? Are you fucking kidding me? No. A competitive dancer? Yeah. Versus people? Yes. So I, no, so I didn't I know did, that. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's not, it's not like a, like a, like hip hop battle or anything where everyone's like in a circle around you or anything like that. Like you never <laughs> served anybody. No, I never did served Did you ever anybody. get served? I never got served. Yet. Well, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. So I did. It was like ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop. Um, that's cool. And it was with a group. That's of, legit. It was so much fun. For so I mean, twelve years. Yeah. So I started when I was. How old would I have been? Six. Oh shit. Yeah, I was six when I started. Oh, you're that guy. I was that. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was like the the extracurricular. Let's get her doing something smart. You know. Yeah. Um. And I just fell in love with it. So it was. It was the the um team was probably varied from like 20 to 30 30 girls every once in a while there'd be a guy in there um but yeah I competed probably at least eight or ten times a year wow so and and I feel like back then you know I would I would be at dance on Mondays from six to nine Tuesdays from five to nine and, and then Thursday from oh yeah and that because you'd go to school get the homework done really quick then you got to hop over to dance and then Thursday we were there I mean so it was it was a lot of physical activity all yeah. the time mm -hmm. and um I remember I just looked at myself in the mirror like around January after I had you know seen the the scale and everything and I was like oh man <laughs> we, we've gone a little too far here I feel like and it was just I didn't feel good I didn't have any energy I didn't I didn't feel good about myself inside or out and it was just yeah. like we got to do something there's something needs to change here because 
I'm not digging this. And so that was, let's just say, early 2019. Here we are in early 2020. Mm-hmm. Have you been at it for a whole year? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah. I mean, I definitely still cheat. I still love my mozzarella sticks. Um, but <laughs> it's I've, I've definitely learned portion for sure. Um, I've cut out carbs for the most part. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's pretty intense. much my... I, although I do, I do drink my carbs. Gotcha. Yeah. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you, you get a balance. Do, what time do you eat? Like, do you have a structure like on time and all that? Um, so I've never been one that really eats breakfast. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I'll do like a protein shake in the morning, mm-hmm. but I usually probably won't eat until like two or three. And then I try not to eat past like nine o'clock at the absolute latest. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like, which technically I found out that that's that time frame of eating from like one to eight or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. is intermittent fasting, I That's guess. That's correct, yeah. Which I didn't even realize that was a thing. That's helpful for you. Then. It helped me big time, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, right when I cut out carbs, I probably lost six or seven pounds within the first mm-hmm. like two weeks. And then, you know, I did the plateaus every once in a while. And so, How do you break through a plateau? Um, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure what I did. <laughs> I think, I think it just... I don't know. You're being healthy itself, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm not, no, this, this is why, cause I, so I'm 150 right now. So I'd like to wow. get down to 140. Congrats. That's, 140 would be. I've lost a hundred pounds since the last time we talked. Are you serious? The same 10 pounds over and over again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, man, like I, I just, I, you get proud of yourself and you're like, I deserve this. Exactly. You know? And so, and then I'm before I know it, like, like a junkie like i'm just like sonic overdose or Mm -hmm. something yep but it's crazy though because like i can feel like when i eat carbs i can feel it immediately like i can feel it just in my body just yeah i know you know it's like you want it so bad you know so so bad and then you have it and you're like ah you idiot yes (laughs) now you feel like crap oh yeah you know now we got to start this whole thing over again 30 pounds but like the best part is you've kept it off Mm -hmm. so it's working it is are you still inspired and motivated to keep at it yes so like i said i want to get down to 140 i don't know how maintainable that'll be <laughs> to actually stay at 140 you look super good like you look Thank like you. you can you walk around like this and and it's like normal for you like this seems like a healthy place to be i mean i like it it's i feel like if you lost 10 more pounds like i don't know that i don't know why do you want that <laughs> i don't know i'm not gonna tell like you what wanna... you should look like yeah. but like is that do you feel like that's healthy i feel like staying in between like the 140 and 150 for me would be ideal like just between those those 10 pounds so what's the plan to drop 10 pounds what's the plan i need to get my ass back in the gym i I feel like i'm on the plateau right now i've been kind of going back between like 151 149 Mm -hmm. and i feel like if i were to actually go back into the every day yeah so on i feel like that's actually been able to help me with foods as well because it's like Okay, you ate this two days ago, and now look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm actually able to see yeah. like what the different foods like do to my body. And beer, you know, uh, isn't and it? Um, beer, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, I've noticed that like if you eat something bad that you know you're not supposed to, you really feel it the next day. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And so if you feel like shit the next day, you're more inclined to make yourself feel better and to eat another bad thing, and then that's a cycle, right? So. Um, I mean, that happens every once in a while for me, but I feel like on the days where I'm like, ugh, like I just feel, I just feel gross. Like I immediately will just have handfuls of fruits and vegetables. Like I feel like that's. So what's some of the healthy food that you keep around the house? 
Um, I love mangoes. Uh, I I love fruit. I think fruit's like fruit's got carbs though. I know. Yeah, I know. So I'm not doing like the full like I guess keto thing. Sure. I just pretty much cut out like the breads and the pastas and sugars and yeah and sugars. I don't eat a whole lot of sugar. I call like, those the three white devils. Ah, uh, pasta, what dairy and sugar. See, I I love dairy. I love your cheese, cheese person. Yeah, mozzarella sticks. Yeah, yeah. You should just make your own keto mozzarella sticks. Google it. Huh? Hmm. You could use like almond flour. I really want to try. So they have almond flour tortillas. Keto cheese. Oh yeah, hell yeah, they do. I haven't tried those yet. Those are like uh like five grams of carbs. Are they? Yeah, the super low, or maybe like three or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd just start doing like instead like when I would want tacos, mm -hmm. I would just do like everything but the shells mm -hmm. <laughs> just have like taco salad <laughs> oh that sounds yummy so good i uh this is a conversation for another time but like i dated this bulimic for years when i was uh it was my first girlfriend and like i remember i was a punk you know 17 18 19 and so i worked whatever job i could and pay for dates and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it was terrible to not to make this about me but it just it was terrible to like go out to eat with her and then she would just eat so much and then just throw it up like it was really it fucked with me and i was i was powerless like was she like was she open with you about this like oh the, yeah this is what she's doing oh yeah yeah it fucked me up too like not to make it about me but i was you know i just felt so powerless and also yeah. responsible like at the same time i felt so guilty and so without meaning to i lost 70 pounds without meaning to like i recorded this video in my senior year and my friends are like dude you lost a lot of weight and i was like huh I saw the video and I was like, that's me? Like, I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. I didn't think it. And I just stopped eating. Like, I didn't mean to. I just couldn't eat, like, around her. And so I have, like, this. It's hard for me to, like, have a healthy diet because my my brain's very extreme. It's just like, well, then I won't eat. Like, if you listen to Jocko Willink. Okay, yeah. He's so extreme. He'll be like, if you go to an airport, <laughs> you know, like, just fast. <laughs> if you're traveling, people will say traveling's my, you know, I... I got to eat something when I'm traveling. He's like, just fast, 72 hour fast. And so I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go 50 hours and then I'm like at a KFC afterwards, you know, cause it's like just this high and low and my body's like starving and I can't do it. And no, I don't eat KFC, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and so that era really fucked up this relationship with food and also like negative associations with even losing weight. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know. Like I remember being for me, 170 pounds, which right now I'm like 240. So being 170 pounds, like people were like, would body shame me, you know, at the same time, like you're too skinny, like Mexican cultures are like, eat, 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 eat more, yeah, yeah yep. you know, you know, and, uh, and it was just like, no, I don't want to eat. And so like, it's the relationship with food. It's that's what that, it, that that's like the hardest part for me. Mm -hmm. I can work out. I, I, breathing is like, uh, uh, I'm really into breathing. This sounds so strange, but like it helps with panic attacks, anxiety. Oh yeah supposedly like you 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 exhale um fat like look into it like you that's how fat i'm sweat right of course but fat leaves your body through ex exhalation and so I, I know for me like if i'm running and i'm breathing i can almost piss myself from like a runner's high and it's happened yeah where i'm like i'm gonna piss myself like it just gets so high from the just like this syncopated breathing or whatever and so i love all that but then it's just my relationship with food is like eh, well i can have one twix no i cannot mm -hmm. you know so i'm trying to repair that but uh, any advice that you have would be great that's why i ask like you know what's 
what's some because you have to have good foods on demand you know yeah i mean what do you do you do you keep like fruits and vegetables in the house like is that something that's like a normal yeah but thing? it's not like emphasized you know yeah. it's just there i mean do you have like favorite fruits and vegetables that like you could eat I, like a, every I'm a mango day guy i like mangoes um i like avocados that's yes. that's my shit yes like once again i used to get like made fun of for like just eating a raw avocado just like oh this raw is, avocado with salt put salt on there yeah mm. yep heaven you know people are like oh what's knives gonna have an avocado and i'm like you know it's a berry this is a fascinating berry you know it's a berry but you didn't know that um it's a berry interesting mm-hmm. is it because it has a seed well it is a fruit it's part of the fruit kingdom which i, I don't see it as a fruit it's I, a total I fruit see, i see it as a vegetable but False. i know it's False, Jen. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> we'll not let you take that one with you. It's a fruit and it's a berry. I think I want to say it could be wrong about that. <laughs> I, was, I was so confident. Now you got me second guessing myself. You, um, but that's delicious. I mean, I could eat I could eat three avocados in a day. I don't, but I could. Like mm-hmm. I, They're so good. Um, but it's just, you know, and also emotionally, I'll get tr- triggered with something and then I'll want to punish myself with like eating a lot. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It's not good. So you, you actually like set out, I'm mad at myself. I'm going to stuff my face mm-hmm. until I can't mm-hmm. move. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, mine's just, it just happens. Like I, it's not anything that I'm like, all right. I mean, I'll definitely go, you know, grab food. Well, there's and two voices. Like, there's one voice is like, don't do it. Knives, stop. Wait, stop. And then the other voice is like, I can't. And then I'm just watching myself do this. Yeah. And then afterwards and you're like, stupid piece of shit, you know? Yeah. And then um, two years go by. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's rough, man. But like, I really have so much respect for you for for seeing it through and staying on the path and, and just getting it done. And you look so healthy and you seem like you feel better about yourself. And that's the most important thing. Like in order to make good work and have great relationships with people and have the guts to jump out of an airplane, you have to feel good about yourself first, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And so I'm really proud of you that you're putting in that work. And it, it inspires me because... Not that I ever thought that like, oh, she probably feels like she's a lost cause, but it's easy to feel like you're a lost cause. And mm-hmm. then I see you staying on the wagon. It's like, you just have to do it every day. That's I mean, it's part. definitely, I mean, that's the thing though, is like you might, it might seem like it's an everyday thing. I still have really shitty days, you know, and still it's definitely not an every single day. Yeah, this is awesome. This is great. I feel mm. awesome. No. Okay. No. The highlight reel on the internet just fucks all of us. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because it I'm, does, I'm and just, especially like on those low days that you have, you look yeah. online and you're like, "What's wrong with me?" You know, like, "Why, oh, yeah. why can't I do this?" Or "Why am I not yeah. there?" That's bad. You know, yeah. The com- oh, yeah. comparison is horrible. Fuck comparison. Yeah, for sure. We need to live in a more. I talk about this with some buddies. You know, um, good for you. We need more like good for you culture as opposed yeah. to. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that, that must be nice. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like passive aggression, jealousy, and jealousy, yeah. pettiness. Mm-hmm. I was, um, went to the gym earlier and I came back and the walk is like the most therapeutic park for me. It's just like three miles away. And you walk three miles with the gym. It's not that, I mean, I like walking, so it's not a big deal. See, that's awesome. I don't It's do. something. Yeah. But it's never enough. It's never enough. Is it ever? I'd have, I've never experienced enough. I want to be that guy that's like, I'm running the marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm training for a marathon. I want to be that guy. Cause like the, some people that I work with, one of the people I work with, she's ran a marathon across the great wall of China. Oh my God. That's very inspiring. You wow. Know? And she's like, I just found out how old she was. And it's not what I expected. I was like, 
damn, like she's crushing life. Like she's, that's the secret. That's the secret of life. But I'm not that guy. I just walk and meditate and think. And I, you know, it also helps with creativity. And like these words came into my mind. Uh, that's how I process like anger as well. And I was thinking about pettiness and I'm like, I'm always, you know how people say, be the bigger man. Mm -hmm. I'm always the bigger man. I'm always the person that makes a phone call first mm -hmm. and is like, I love you. Let's just move on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but every now and then I want to be petty. I just want to be, everybody else gets to be petty. Right. But since I grew up on television, I, I want to be that character that, that is the good guy. Right. You know? And so, and I was just thinking about pettiness and just today on this walk and I was thinking pettiness is like a gum that loses flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't I taste like good. It doesn't taste good no. after a while, you know, and then does I mean I don't think it ever tastes good. It, but it for doesn't. some reason No. It's it gets a, chewed. It's a flavorless broth. Yeah. You know, it's just and little things like that, that's why I continue to that's where I that's where I'm happy, you know. Um it's like my meditation, you know. And like being on an airplane for four hours. I hate these like ninety minute airplane trips. Like I hate that kind of stuff. I like You like long flights? Dude, if when I went to uh hawaii yeah that was like a gosh i don't know six i want to say that's like a six hour yeah it was more than five for yeah. sure I, I, it wasn't long enough wow give me a 12-hour flight because i get work done and like i feel better when once it's over like i'm that guy see that's awesome i do you think i think it's awesome i mean i i don't feel i can barely sleep on a plane like oh no i can sleep anywhere i can sleep yeah, in the no. trunk of a car <laughs> I have. Okay. I was going to be honest with you. And I have. In the trunk. In the trunk of oh. any car. I don't care. All right. And I have. It's comfortable. Um, nice that, and cozy. For real. It feels like being in the womb, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But um, Jen, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Was it as difficult as you thought it was going to be? No, this was super easy. Easy. Was, yeah. I was definitely nervous, though, because I'm like, I don't know. We're friends. We're well, just yeah. going to chat. I know. What's the big fucking deal i don't know we got this was awesome but we I, gotta do it again oh absolutely i think i'll be in i'll be in arizona oh yeah yeah and i take my gear with me wherever i go do you have any idea when sometime this year okay mm -hmm. at some point we'll figure it out that way we can do it there and then if whenever you come back here i mean you're gonna you come back to austin at least two times like a year right uh it's more like every like three or four months so i'm probably gonna be four back times uh, yeah it's, i'll probably be back like june july let me know like when that. and i'll make a little micro movie about your skydiving journey oh you could be that person that wears a gopro and we'll get all the angles that'd be way cool so I'm I, well i'd have to get to 200 jumps to be able to wear a gopro Are you that's really? the only thing 200 yeah. you have to do you have to have 200 jumps in order to have a camera so oh, that's oh. probably not going to happen anytime soon <laughs> I, I you see, never know i see but, you getting there yeah i see you getting there i mean i would love once that I mean, obviously the fear is always going to be there, but I, I feel like once that's gone, I would, I would absolutely love to do video yeah, of like tandems and stuff. So it's going to happen. Where can people find your work on the internet if they want some sick ass photos? Um, at livephotographyaz.com, um, as well on Instagram and Facebook, same thing. So livephotographyaz. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. My pleasure. <laughs>